going on? Oh, good. It's a busy week in, in the coffee world. Oh, really? What's going on? Well, this, we've got um, a week off. So the business always takes a week off over Christmas, which is a foreign concept to me because from the beer world, it's always the busiest time of the year. I've never taken yeah. time off over Christmas. Do people um, not drink coffee over Christmas? Well, no, that's the thing is on the Gold Coast, the tourism destination, Christmas is the busiest time of the year. So um, business shuts down. All the coffee shops require all their stuff two weeks worth this week. Yes. And then if we if we successfully do that, we can switch off next week and have a holiday. But right um, yeah, it means it means twice as busy this week. Are you starting to implement some of the things that you spoke about? Apart from the yeah. you, know, you talked a bit about the rebrand and on you talked a little bit about online and all that sort of stuff. Is that yeah, I've started, yeah, I've started been working a lot on the bags. I signed them off today. So the, the um coffee bags have gone to print as of today. Um, ordered umbrellas and barriers and that kind of stuff. Um, I've actually been actually been working on a few quality things as well, which um I might I might put into a post. I, I sort of was second guessing it a little bit because like there's mm -hmm. some things the business used to do that I don't think they should have done from a quality, right. you know, production point of view. And it's sort of mm -hmm. like always that balance of how much of your dirty laundry do you want to air in public? Yes. I've always, yep. I've always heard the, the caution of just share it all and transparency is, you know, it's kind of my thing. Mm. Um, but I don't want to, like, you know, offend people who've worked there in the past and done things a certain way. But we've changed actually quite a bit about how we do things. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to talk about it, but yeah, it's it's funny. It's it's. I think with, I think with coffee, with beer, you it's very hard to cover your tracks if you're not producing quality beer. I think. Yes. Yeah, like people people will notice. Yep. Yep. Um, I think with coffee, less it's less the case if if you're main you know if it's mainly just supplying cafes, um, not like coffee nerds who are like you know, doing sensory on every batch type thing, mm, you mm. can get away with a lot more. But there was just stuff happening that I was like, eh, I don't know. Don't know if we should be doing that. And and of course the result is you spend more money to improve the quality that people may or may not notice. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I just I, I'm a like you, an advocate for quality. And if if something's happening in a way that you think isn't right, you gotta you gotta change it. Yeah. Um so yeah, working on some fun stuff like that. Yeah. How awesome. about you? You're home for the first time ever. Oh, it's. I was just so glad to get home on Tuesday night and just sleep in my own bed, and it was really good. I bet. Um. Yeah, I got home from Bali on late Friday night after the big hailstorm and that sort of thing, and um. Um, was straight up the Sunshine Coast the next day. <laughs> you look like you're floating. Yeah, I'm looking at myself around. in that picture. It looks, it looks, it looks like you're, that meme. Yeah, you're that floating on a blurry, like other... cloudy yes. background, or I'm really high on some sort of psychedelic drug. What are you doing? Are you? I'm, <laughs> I'm just putting my fan on, but I couldn't remember whether one is the highest or the lowest. So, oh, um, that's that's a thing. So it in is. Queensland, one is the highest, but not, in New South Wales, house. well, the electrician's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. 
It's I'll different in different states. It's different sizes. I'm okay. sure there's some there's a sparky in amongst the twelve, but I do believe that that is a thing where one is the highest in Queensland. I will ask. So Jordy, my eldest kid, who's 15, almost 16, works with us now uh, at the coffee at um, East Coast Roast, as it will be called. Um, he's also doing an electrician apprenticeship, so I will give that to him as homework. Yeah, I wanted to be an electrician when I was his age. Well, both my kids want to be tradies because they just they kind of say you make bank. That's exactly what they say. They're like, well, they make good money, and otherwise I could go to uni and not have any idea what I was doing. And I'm kind of like, well, I don't know how to argue with that. I went to uni. I'm doing something completely unrelated. When I when I finished high school, being a tradie was not very well paying. And Mm. on these days, it's like, anyway, have you got a beard? Yeah, yeah, I've got this uh this light. Um, Cerveza Flat Flat <laughs> Oh I've got I've actually got Something really interesting Here today I've got the okay. um, The Battle of the Hazies So Ooh, I've got the go. The uh, Oh like, nice. uh, Cloudscapes And the Helios Dionysus Very just, good They're going to fight They're going to fight tonight. Oh good Are they so what, what, They're 375s Or no they're 4 They're 440s 40s. Wow Yeah okay. So fuck it I'll start with the Do I roll the can Roll the can I feel like I'm gonna roll a camp. Like you should be able okay, to answer that question more more no, so than me. I'm not a fucking cicerone. Nah, you fucking open it and you fucking drink it. That's that's, that's my it. strategy. That's it. Keep it simple. Now I've done a lot of hard work on this glass today as well. So really? hopefully, yeah. see what happens. You're doing the side pour thing. I'm just talking people through this. Who are that's right? Yes, the audio. side pour. Sorry, I should raise that up. There. Oh, look at the color of that. So this is the hiker. That's the hiker. Okay. That glass well, is not too bad. Not too almost, bad. almost, almost. I didn't get. The, I got the top of the glass. Didn't do the bottom of the glass. No, you well. didn't do the bottom. No. At least I've got foam. Anyway, For now. cheers. Cheers. Oh, that just smells fucking delicious. That's pretty fresh too, isn't it? Didn't they just do that reasonably recently? Mm. They've turned. Oh god, that's so good. <laughs> nice. So good. How many standos are you working with on that? Um, let me just check, madam. 2.8. Oh, game on. Okay. I, on. I'll tell you why I don't. I mean, this is a very, very bad excuse, but I don't live close to any breweries. And um, I went to Dan Murphy's on the way home because we need to get wine for Christmas. And I, I made a reasonable effort to go. I actually got beer. I've got a four pack of Bolter Easy Hazies. Didn't taste good. They were the freshest mm. ones I could find. They were, they were yep. two months old. Yep. I looked at I looked at a whole bunch of other beers. I checked the dates on them. They were all six, seven, eight, nine, ten months old. Um, mm. And I just I just can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, don't blame you. It's got to be fresh. It has to be fresh, especially um, for that kind of beer. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So anyway, what was I saying? Oh, you got back from Bali last Friday, and um, straight up the Sunshine Coast the next day, just hanging out with some friends and eating and drinking and swimming and just chilling out. And I stayed up there until Tuesday and had lunch with Tucky Moore on Tuesday. And, oh, nice. Um, up in Noosa. Thank and, um, yeah, it was really good. See, we, we chatted a little bit about you and swapping Land Rover. Yes, how's his Land Rover acquisition strategy he's, going? He's, he's still still looking, still right. actively looking. Um, he did probably one of the most... <laughs> insane things I've ever seen someone do on a Zoom call. So that morning I was at my friend's place and and he did a training session 
which I rocked up to. Um, actually, he didn't host it. It was hosted. It was a, 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 this this CRM application. Anyway, three quarters of an hour into this hour long training session, Taki jumps on on his jet ski. Oh wow! Well, so he literally he literally <laughs> did the last fifteen minutes going down the Noosa River on his jet ski, just going yeah, having a ball yeah. Has he got a phone? He's got a phone mount on there. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. He was just like, yeah, he was just holding his hand and all that sort of stuff. It was hilarious. It was just so. I saw him at lunch. I was like, dude, that was that was fucking insane, man. That was so good. That's pretty. Funny. And um, yeah, so it was good. And then came home Tuesday night, you know, and I've just been on Zoom ever since. So, <laughs> um, just catching up, you know, couple of couple of um strategy sessions with some clients and all that sort of stuff and. Last day tomorrow. I don't know if I'll get everything done. We can, but then I'm going to next week off. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, uh, probably going to head down the Gold Coast. Actually. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Hit me up. Yeah. So, what day are you coming down? Uh, not sure yet. Um. Uh. So I'm going up to my mum's on Christmas Eve, and then having lunch at my niece's on Christmas Day, and then back. I'll stay at my mum's on Christmas night because I'll have beers at lunch, and she can drive. And um, then I'll probably head down the Gold Coast for a couple of days. Uh, uh, might stop in and see Smokey. Um, uh, wanted to go out to Stanthorpe, but I just don't think I'm going to get the chance. Danthorpe. And Danthorpe, sorry. Mm. Um, but um, we'll see what happens. Nice. Well, I would offer you a, a room to sleep in. However, I have my kids next week, so yeah. I have no, I have no spare rooms. That's all right. Um, I think I might have already offered you a room, and no, you haven't offered me a room. We we back. do need to go boating though. So yeah. Um. Well, is this our last podcast for the year? Yeah, this will be our last podcast. All right. Um. Should we end it on a high and talk about VAs and liquidations and Fuck all yeah, that kind of absolutely. shit? Absolutely. Why not? Uh, uh, let's get, right. let's let's, uh, let's let's finish the. This, the the theme of 2023 exactly as it fucking started with yeah. VAs. <laughs> All right. Let's um before I'll just rearrange this a little bit. So before we have this conversation, because I'm not exactly sure where this is going to go, but I just I wanted to sort of make the point that I've I've had a chat with a couple of people from the industry this week who who thought my who thought our comments in our group about this topic were to a judgy negative right um and i i want to try to approach i have my own position on this right I, sure. and, and i've made it very clear i think businesses should not be trading if they are not solvent if they're continuing sure. losing money you're better off being honest and getting out front of it and doing it as quickly as possible not racking up a lot of debt and fucking people over that's my position but yes it's not black and white it is a, it is a gray area and there are a lot of people in the industry that are struggling with this very thing. They're, that they've been whacked with every challenge imaginable and they're right on the fucking brink and they're sort of thinking, okay, is this something we're going to get over? You know, it's going yes. to be a good summer. It's going to solve everything. Or are we actually fucking done? And they're not 100% sure either way which way to go. But they're trying their best and they they think, they think they're going to be on the right side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we don't know when we look at these VAs whether these businesses are in that camp 
or if it's in the camp of kicking the can further down the road and worrying about it later, which I, which has been my position. I suspect there's a lot of that going on. Yes. Um, but I want to say and that some, front, and some convenient restructuring of debt yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think before we have the conversation, let's just put that out there that it's a whole spectrum of different situations and there's some that are very well-intentioned and some that probably aren't. Correct. And there's no black and white yes. sort of answer. Um, yeah, absolutely. Said, and, and, and we, we, we have opinions and the people and the 12 in the group also have an opinion and, um, um, and to be honest, you know, I, I, you know, even though I'd been through a liquidation before personally and that sort of thing, I got to admit, I've learned a lot this year about the, the VA process and all that sort of thing. Like having, me, me um, too. yeah, just seeing the different circumstances in which they happen, how that affects mm. um, employees, it affects creditors, it affects the ATO, uh, the industry at large. It's it's really it's it's been really really interesting, and I feel like I've learned a lot about the topic. And an expert, fuck no. Um, this is not, not even advice. not even close. Um, what was his name from Laurels? Um, Chris. Uh, was it Chris? Yes. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, I yeah. learned a lot from him. And um, you know, and 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 I, you know, despite the fact that we might have opinions and people might might not agree with it, um, uh, you know, it's it's it you know having having a conversation about it is is important and needs to be had. Agree, I agree with you. I agree, agree with agree with me or you or not care, but you know, but but at least the conversation is being had, and yes. Yeah. Um, I think I think you know our our intention is that the industry will a become a little bit better educated about it because I can I've seen in a lot of the comments there's a still a lot of people being misinformed about what the process is and what it's about and how it works and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, so just to make sure that people are better informed and to sort of you know, um, you know, just sort of. Whether whether you're in a brewing business and you 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 are struggling, or whether you are a, an outsider, a beer drinker, or you know someone like you and I who are who are in uh, well, you're not involved in the industry anymore, but um, you know who 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 are sort of revolve around the industry. I think there's there's some interesting conversations that 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 need to be had and agree. Uh, just sweep this shit under the carpet. No, I think that's the, so. The episode we did with Chris from Morals was nine months ago. I'm just I just googled it nine months ago. So that was you know towards the start of the year. That's worth listening to. I think we were in in some ways ahead of ahead of the curve there because there's been mm. a lot of activity since then. And and like you, I've learned a lot. Um, one thing, one conversation I had this week was about a process, which again, I don't, I'm not an expert like you. I don't know a lot about this stuff, but apparently there's a, pro, a small business restructuring type process. Yeah. That is similar to a VA, but it's not public. Yes. Um, and it fits you have to be a certain category to make it into that process. And so this yes. this could be happening with companies, breweries, or otherwise small you know, ones that we're not even hearing about. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And mm. and I think I think the it's almost a similar thing. Like with Bruce News always cover the crowdfunding ones because crowdfunding is public because that's the one they know about. But a lot of breweries that are funded by investors. 
um, that are also struggling. Yeah. And when they go out of business, there's just not as much public information. So you don't hear as much about it. So it's worth keeping that in mind. With all that said, the first news item is Dainton emerges from VA. And yeah, and there was some details published in the the Bruce News article about some of their financial struggles, um, the deal that was approved by the um in the Docker. Yes. And and their plans for the future. So did you want to Yeah. So, you know, this is a really interesting one because it's a it's a pretty similar story. And, you know, if you just read the media release here, let me see if I can find the because that's that's their words. It's not 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 scroll uh, down on the Bruce News article. It's got the media. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, I've got it. Uh, what does it say here? And uh, imported uh, DBA advisory uh, developed a compelling deed of company arrangement. Uh, sign. Then uh, the administration process didn't change the way we operated. The slightest beer production sales, tap house operation, have been impacted. Then at a rather after a rather challenging period for the business, we are grateful that our restructuring proposal was approved. It's a really interesting one. I'm going to swing back around that in a second. We're excited the opportunities ahead and being able to return Dayton to a position of strength. Moreover, we're relieved and proud of our shareholders, employees, and customers continue to journey with us. Without them, there would be no Dayton. Um, okay. Okay, there's some other quotes up here. Um, here we go. Uh, so Dan Dayton quote says, it Okay, it says here, it was a really untenable situation for us. We had a massive debt with the ATO that we couldn't pay back in the time frame they required. Yep. Okay, this is the really interesting one. It's basically saying that the, the whole purpose of going into VA for Dayton was that there was a significant ATO debt, which I believe was about... 1.4 or something? 1.2, 1.4. Yeah, it's 1.4 or 1.6 million dollars, yeah. right? That's like fucking 75, 80% of the debt is just ATO. Now, whether that's oh, yeah. excise or whether it's excise and PAYG withholding, that's a lot, oh, yeah. right? That's yeah. a lot. And so if you cast an eye uh, an eye back as to how a lot of these brews, and there's a very common theme with a lot of the VAs over the course of this year, um, was that ATO debts were a big part of a lot of these breweries going into voluntary administration. All of these breweries have something, in, have one thing in common, um, is that um, they all took credit from the ATO during the pandemic, extended payment terms, that sort of thing, um, during the pandemic, right? And now when it comes time to paying it back, oh, they couldn't pay. Oh, oh, what's going on? I don't know, Hendo. I mean, if you if you ever read between the lines here, like they've they've had a wholesale. The number one customer has gone from two million dollars annually to one point two from twenty one to twenty three, right? So mm. in twenty one, which is post pandemic, they were printing money. So cool. I, I think it's I don't think it's entirely accurate to date this back to the pandemic. And I, I think I think and and again, we don't know a lot about this company. But I'm only going what is written. It's there in black and white, mate. You've got Dan Dainton saying. Um, we had a massive debt to the ATO that we could not repay back. Right, in the but time when was that? Yeah, yeah, required. okay. But when did that debt start accruing, and when did it get to one point four million? Okay, all right. Well, let's let, okay. Let's let's just let's take that out of the out of the equation then, right? So let's just acknowledge that there's a 
pretty sizable debt owed to the ATO that that they couldn't repay. Right. How that may not have anything to do with COVID. I'd be surprised cool. if it did. I would say it's okay, got a lot so, to do with the fact that their wholesale business. And to be honest high. with you, how that debt was accrued doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right? The debt's there. Well, okay. I think it does matter because because the story that's being told in all of these things is that this is a whole COVID thing. And I don't think it is. I don't think it's got what anything it to then? do with COVID. What is it then? Well, have a look like it's printed there in black and white. They're, they're, if, if you have a business where your number one customer gives you $2 million a year and you're structured mm -hmm. and you're growing, so you're structured to think, okay, that $2 million is going to turn to at least 2.2 next year and 2.5 the year after. Sure. And instead it goes from 2.2 or 2 million to 1.2 in a year and a half or two years or whatever. That's that's an un, unreconcilable situation. That's it's got nothing to do with free debt. It's got everything to do with this business does not work anymore. And if they've been able to fix it, that's possible. You you wouldn't be able to know from those numbers. Sure. You look at monthly numbers to look at the monthly burn. But if a business is wholesale number one wholesale customer halves in a year, that business is not going to fucking work. Their margins are too slim. It's just not going to yeah, work sure. anymore. Sure. Nothing to do okay. with COVID. And but that completely acknowledge that still got the situation that the debt exists, right? Despite the fact that the revenue might not be coming in, the debt to the ATO still exists, right? In amongst all of the creditors, which the ATO is one of them, would be the usual suspects that we've seen in Dockers throughout this year, which is going to be the raw material suppliers, right? Which is yep. going to be, um, uh, you know, the, the, the companies that supply molten hops and cans and labels and all that sort of stuff, right? Now, here's the interesting thing: of all of those, it's 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 bug it's bugged me as to why these companies that that are not the ATO are agreeing to such small, like pennies on the dollar deals in Dockers, mm. so quickly, right? Or, or why they're agreeing to them at all? They could. They could, you know, I, I, I guess that, you know, in some respects, it's the best best deal that they're going to get. But here's the question. Are those companies getting, are, are they actually getting the, their 10 cents on the dollar or whatever, or are they getting 100 cents in the dollar? Right? Now, you're probably thinking, well, how the hell are they getting 100 cents in the, docker, the dollar? That's not being... Well, I, um, I've got a fair idea because, the, because Chris we, mentioned that on our on our podcast. What's that? Was it him that mentioned it? That yeah. When he basically said, like, you have the docker and then you have some sort of deals outside of deals the docker. Deals on the outside, exactly. Now, you've you've gone to, you know, like your, 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 your Bintanis and your cry malts and all that sort of stuff. What happens when you want to, want to buy stuff from them? The first thing they do is you fill out a credit application and a director's guarantee. Mm. Right. And so outside of the Docker, what is potentially happening? And I'm not saying this is fact, but 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 this is very likely what's going on is conversations are being had outside of the um um the the administration must be happening outside of the administration process where it's like, hey, just vote for the Docker, you'll get 10 cents in the dollar here. You've got a director's guarantee with us. That, that will cover you for the balance, right? Mm. And so what's happening is all of these raw material supply companies may well be getting 100 cents on the dollar okay. or near enough to. Near if, enough if to. You true, can cut a deal, I suppose. If that's true, then 
how is that not another example of kicking the can further down the road? Because they're they're taking a business that is not profitable, that's that's got ongoing losses, and they're committing down the track to have higher expenses that are undocumented. Like how are they going to pay those but companies back? That's that's not my point, right? My point is not about the fact that um uh that that the businesses are still unsustainable and that sort of thing. But my point is this, right? So why is it that potentially um, you've got raw materials suppliers who are who could very well be getting 100 cents on the dollar, and the only form of debt in the in that queue of creditors where you don't need a director's guarantee happens to be the biggest creditor, mm. which is the ATO. Yeah. Right. This deal here, and 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 it could be said about a few of the other VAs that have happened this year, um, um, have been purely, you know, may have may have been purely designed to solely get rid of ATO and tax debt. Right. Right. Knowing that that the balance of any debt owed would be covered by a director's guarantee. And this is the I thing get, that's really I, I find really I, I think uh, this is the thing that I find really annoying, right? Is that a um, got to think about the ramifications for the industry. So mm. if this in, is indeed happening, right, and the ATO is specifically being the scapegoat of bad debts in the industry, right, then um, it's basically you know, certain players with the industry who may be gaming the system against the ATO and, mm. you know, and and robbing you and I, the taxpayer, right? Yeah. It, it's, it, it, if if everyone else is getting, you know, 100 cents in the dollar. Well, it, it's not just you and I, Which we don't know if that's indeed the case. No. Right? But and I, we'll I, never I... know because that's not public information. The fact that that a debt might be collected via a director's guarantee outside of a docker is not public information. We will never know, right? So we can't say whether that's happening or not. But a director's guarantee is pretty pretty solid stuff, you know, right? And so you've got these you've got these businesses that are going into VA. But you've also got, sorry, just just to add to that, you, you've also got if you look at the numbers on this one, you've got a a pattern of deliberately not paying the ATO. You'd have to say that, like if you look, and 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 I know you you don't think it's important when this happened, but if I look at a business that lost half of their wholesale business in a year and a bit, I think it's probably happened pretty recently, and I think twenty twenty three has been a fucking bad year. Twenty twenty two was probably sure. a great year for Dayton. Yes, and twenty twenty one was probably a great year, and sure. um, it's probably happened recently. It's probably crept up on them, and someone at some point has sat around a meeting and said, "We can't pay our fucking debts." Which one should we pay? Which one shouldn't we pay? And Correct. someone has said, if we don't pay the ATO, we can let that run wild for a while. And at some point, we can have a payment plan. If it gets really bad, we can go into VA and just not pay them yes. at all. Yeah. And we'll just basically pay everyone else. Um, and it's not just bad for the taxpayer. It's bad because, well, there's a the whole trading insolvent thing, which I'll come back to. Yeah, But it's bad because the ATO yeah. rules are going to change. The ATO rules for brewers are going to change because they are have to. They've been too flexible, and and they're not going to yes. just change to back the way they used to be. They will change to a point where you can't just decide not to pay. You know, for that month, they will put in a no, system where right. you just you just can't avoid it. You have to pay. That's right. 
But here's the thing, right, is that the I, I remember a couple of years ago, probably four or five years, uh, 2019, I think it was, around, around um, BrewCon 2019, it might have been 2018, there was some lobbying in play to try and lobby the ATO so that instead of excise payments being done weekly, that they could be done less frequently so as to smooth out cash flow. Yeah. Um, and we, we we lobbied for this. Yeah. We got it. And and terrible idea. And now 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 we're reaping what we sow from it, right? And that sort of thing. So A, the taxpayer loses out. That's everybody, like you and I and 12 other people. Um, but this is the other thing that 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 really concerns me. If the if the restructuring of debt is done in such a way that suppliers to the industry get paid, the ATO does not. The, the, the federal government gets fucked over in the restructuring process. Fucking good luck for the IBA to come up with any fucking lobbying yeah, for any exactly. excise relief for the next five to ten fucking years. Not just right? excise relief. I don't think oh, excise ex, relief. Ex, oh, anything, anything to do with federal 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 yep. grants and um, you know, any lobbying of, that that we might that the that the independent brewing industry might be doing right now. We'll get we'll we'll get shown the fucking door because we've shown because, because you remember because you got to you got to think as well we've we've had the excise refund gone from ten thousand dollars to thirty thousand dollars to one hundred thousand dollars to three hundred fifty thousand dollars in the last seven years yeah right? and the three fifty and is what a and what disaster. and and so that and that alone um has cost the federal bu budget some money probably tens of millions of dollars I would imagine. Right. Yeah, but you, you know what else and, has changed? We, we had the craft yeah. beer strategy in Queensland. Why do we have that? Because all because of craft beer is a massively growing industry and craft beer is a big employer, right? Oh, correct. So what happens when That's... these companies crash and when the, the industry is not growing and all the people in the industry are not paying the fucking ATO? Where's the, well, why I want to keep it focused, but no, no, no. This thing I want to I want to separate state government versus federal okay. government, right? Okay. Because that's that's the Queensland craft brewing strategy is a state government thing and it's separate, right? But there is lobbying that is going on to the federal government for further excise relief for longer payment terms. We've we've we we won a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year. We won an equity with the wine industry for the wine equalization tax to to the dollar three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Um, the things that we are that the that the that the independent brewing um, association is lobbying for now is for that uh, that um, excise free threshold to be indexed. Well, fucking good luck getting that, mm. right? Because we've proven that if you give us free money, we will we will take that free money from you, right? And then we'll trade in a, a in in a, in a in a poor way. Then business goes south, and then we will go into VA, and then you yep. will get ten cents in the dollar. Agreed. That's the Agreed. shitty thing about it, right? And I think the the three the three fifty things just turned into a bit of a disaster. I mean, it depends it's on turned into a joke. Yeah, yeah. Depends on where you are in the industry, but there's a lot of companies in this sort of Dayton there is, there is level. There's no that... fucking way that that is that number is getting indexed in. Easily than easily the next five years, probably 10. Right. So that's three hundred and fifty thousand dollars taking into account inflation and that sort of thing is going to be back to the one hundred thousand dollars in five to ten years time. It's but been see, worthless. That, yeah, just so just so some thing. companies can get some uh, can restructure their debt to to only pay ten cents in the dollar on the excise debts. It's bullshit. I okay. Right? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't the indexing thing I don't think is gonna change anything, uh, whether it changes or not. I think the three fifty 
is beneficial to small brew pubs, but it's very, very damaging to a whole bunch of breweries who are in the middle tier, like the mm. Daintons, all the all the breweries that have multiple sites, which we can come back to. Um, something I sent you before was a company with multiple sites. Um, and it just disadvantages them. So there's a yes. whole bunch of people in the middle tier where basically they have to pay like 350k is nothing to them and they have to yeah. price their product as if excise is part of it because excise is part of it and that money yes. is not yours it's the government's money but then there's a whole bunch of brew pubs who don't have to pay that excise and therefore they can price their product cheaper and sell cheaper kegs yes and yes. that just hurts the middle layer in the industry so yeah. Yeah, um that, that 350 whether it's excise or not uh, indexed or not i don't think yeah, it's going to be it was interesting but because I, I, get your point. I, I started thinking about it when I saw, I saw Sean Astle's comment um, from what was it like fucking oh when they when the um, uh, when that story came out um, and that sort of thing and he was talking about you know he 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 it, you know admittedly I'm not sure he quite understands how the VA process works because it's like um, you know he's talking about the system that allows creditors get back cents on the dollar and allow businesses to continue trading. Um, and it kind of got me thinking, I was like, ah, oh, you know, um, it's kind of right. Cause the only creditor that's actually potentially getting 10 cents on the dollar is the ATO at the moment. Whereas mm. the other others could, and it's kind of, I kind of thought, yeah, well, yeah, there's, yeah, direct, yeah. there's directors guarantees. So, maybe. you know, I just don't think that... Um, I don't know if you, your director's guarantee thing in terms of suppliers, I don't know if that's as rock solid. We, you know, the, it would be an interesting conversation to come back to this document I sent you before. Are you happy to talk about this or... What? Did you have a look at it, the document I sent you, the Savo? Yeah, yeah. Liquidation, yeah. the liquidators yes. report? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I found this fascinating because this, this is This is the... Which 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 entity is this? Well, I don't... I actually or you're not going to say... Yeah, maybe don't say because I'd actually don't yeah, know okay. how much of this is public. It's not a brewery, actually. Well, yeah. it's a, it's a distillery that also yes. had some brewing operations. Yes, yes. Um, but this is our whole conversation around this has been don't use this process as a way of kicking the can further down the road, right? Mm. And this, what I sent you this afternoon was a liquidators report mm. from a few months ago for a company that had gone into VA. At the same time as it going into VA, there was a court order for it to be liquidated. Yep. So publicly, it was okay. We're going into VA. We're going to do a restructuring and all this fun stuff. And then we heard, all, looked at all the articles about them selling stuff. Actually, what was happening from a legal point of view is this company was being liquidated the entire time. And um, this document here is the liquidation, the liquidators' kind of report on the company. Um, and it's fucking fascinating reading because if you mm. read some of the stuff in here there's so many parallels with the beer industry i mean it's basically yes. a, it's a, you know it's basically a beer company it's a it's a distillery yes. with a couple of venues um the liquidator decided that they basically suggested that they had been trading insolvent since sometime in 2022 and um, you know, the, the public was being told the story, we're just restructuring the debt, but actually this company was fundamentally unprofitable. And that's something we've, we've spoken about on this yes. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. it's unpopular, if it's, it's unprofitable, a, a debt solution, a restructuring is not going to help. Hmm. And it's a fascinating read. And I, ho I hope this comes out as a public thing. I don't know if it will, but I don't, I don't know. Um, hmm. I wanted to point your attention to 
if you scroll down, there's a section. Well, there's all the financials in here. One of the interesting things, if you have you got it in front of you? Mm -hmm. Have a look at page 11, right? So this is something you've said on this podcast before. Oh, yeah, have you got that? That's, yep. that's the yep, balance yep. sheet. Yep, so yep. they've got one column there. They've got all the assets, right? And in the middle, they've got what the business value those assets at. Yep. So that's the number you see, like when you see an investor um, offer document or whatever, it says, this is, this is our balance sheet. This is what all of our assets are worth. On the right-hand side, they've got what the liquidator valued them at. Yes. So, I mean, the difference here is like, the numbers are not even close to being comparable. Like on the left-hand side, no. it's almost a million dollars. Yes. On the right-hand side, in the end, they sold plant and equipment for 270000 Yes. So what that's saying is basically the business, the from a balance sheet point of view, the business is worth 75%, you know, 25% of what, of what they said it everyone was, worth, was yes. being told. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and I think this is very normal. Like I have that stuff in here, like, the the brand of the distillery was valued at four hundred and thirty six thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like that sits on the balance sheet, right? Okay, what happens when the liquidator comes in and he puts up the sale on every website? He fire no sales everything. Yeah. It. No, and only, and, and and it goes. This this document goes to the detail of all the people that showed interest in the purchasing process. In the end, they only showed it to three people. One person bought it for plant and equipment value for two hundred seventy grand. Mm. Um. And it shows the process they go through. And it, it goes, there's another thing was really interesting. Down the end, it says the, it starts talking about trading insolvent. And this is something I've mentioned on this podcast Which before. Is that? It's on 17. So this is under possible recovery. So it's saying to the creditors, if you're reading this and you got, because this is a, by the way, this is a crowdfunded uh, entity. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So if you'd invested in this company, the liquidator is, basically giving advice on whether or not you can recover any of your funds. Yes. And they've got a section here on insolvent trading and it reads out, it, it, basically, like we said before, it's a gray area trying to work out where, whether a company is actually solvent or not. And someone at some point has to make the decision whether or not they are. Mm. And the decision to keep racking up debt is only going to make things worse. But but it lists the, the 12 things that um, the case law says gets looked at. Sorry, the 14 things in terms of whether a company is insolvent. And they go through every single one. And in the end, in this report, the liquidator basically recommends that this company was trading insolvent for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. And however, after a brief asset search of the directors, the, the directors had gotten out of everything and they couldn't be chased for any money. So they basically recommend not chasing them. Mm. Um, but... It's super interesting because if you look at this stuff, like it, these 14 things, continuing losses, mm. right? Liquidity ratio. Yeah, yeah, liquidity yeah. ratio below one is a really interesting one. So if you look at the balance sheet of a company. What's a liquidity like, ratio? Well, that's saying if the actual value of the assets on the balance sheet is more than the debts, I think. Mm-hmm. Basically, if the, if the balance sheet is in, in positive or negative, but not if it's a bullshit balance sheet with all mm. of this rubbish that people have in the balance sheets about yep, yep, brand yep. value and all the rest of it. It's what what if you actually valued what you have? Yeah. And you also look at your debt. Just read, read that list out because it's just like these are these are the 14 indicators 
of a business that is trading while insolvent. Well, you read it. I've, I've, I've talked right. enough. So read it out. number one is continuing losses. Number two, liquidity ratio below one. Uh, number three is overdue Commonwealth and state taxes. Yeah. Number four is poor relationship with present bank financier, including inability to borrow additional funds. Uh, number five is no access to alternative finance. Number six is inability to raise further equity capital. I fucking done the dash there. Number seven is cash on delivery or otherwise demanding special payments before resuming supply. Yeah. Right. So you've done your dash with your suppliers. Number eight, special arrangements with selected creditors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll pay you before I pay them, that sort of thing. Well, there, there is that, but also yep. if you consider number, the fact... Sorry, mm-hmm. let me just say one number, thing about that point. If you, if you yeah. consider the ATO deliberately put special arrangements in for companies who owe yes. them a lot of money. Yeah, that's right. So a lot of breweries have that as a default. They've got a special arrangement with the ATO yeah. where they have to pay back in a different Correct. way than they do with other Yeah, suppliers. payment plan. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, number nine, creditors paid outside of trading terms. Right, which is paying bills late. Yeah. Number 10, issuing of post-dated checks. Oh, it's fucking brick. You know you're fucked when you're doing that. Number 11, dishonoured checks. I know checks don't really exist anymore, but, you know, yeah. Uh, number 12, payments to... Okay, just going back to issuing post-dated checks. So back in the day when you used to pay, pay bills by check, it used to take up to 10 business days for a check to clear. Yeah. And so what you would do is... You would give a check and you would date it five days in advance. You would give it to your credit, the person you owed the money to, and you would say, don't bank this until this date because that's basically illegal, right, to issue a post-dated check. So what you're doing is you're buying yourself an extra five days of credit credit terms. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, number 12. You're kicking the can further credit- down the road. That's You are. Yeah. Number 12, payments to creditor of rounded figures which are irreconcilable to specific invoices. So just paying part payments yep. and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Yep. Number 13, solicitors, letters, summonses, judgments, or warrants issued against the company. Sure. Uh, number 14, inability to produce timely and accurate financial information. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I read through that list and I was like, holy fuck. If every brewery went through that very honestly. How many How many of those 14? How many would, would you check the off? Box? And mm. and I think that you'd have to assume it's in order of, you know, the things that really matter. And number one on there is continuing losses. And I think that mm. that makes my point, which is all of those things in there are not cash flow problems if the company's losing money. Yeah. Right? People say like cash flow problems, you know, we need longer term. You can, or, you can or be profitable and have cash flow issues. hundred percent. With, but you but can't, with good, with you good, can't solve cash flow problems if you've got an un, unprofitable company. If you've got unprofitable, is hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I wonder how many, how many, um, you know, not just breweries, but businesses who wind up in that situation tick off. How many of those fourteen? Except yeah. for checks, no one uses checks. No, it's a, probably an old case. So that it comes from case law. So yeah, I don't know how yeah. old that case is, but it's super inter- interesting to see that. I mean, and then and the the. Decision of this person, which it's not going to really matter to the director, is was basically when when he looked at all of this stuff that was going on throughout a time when publicly the company was saying everything's fine, we're just doing a little debt restructuring. He said, "No, actually, the whole time I think you were trading insolvent." Yeah, and you know, 
if you're losing money as a business and all you're trying to do to manage your cash flow is kick the can further down the road, then you're probably trading yeah. insolvent. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, that's some dark shit. We got any good news? What have we got now? Adam Beer update. Oh yeah, Adam Beer. I got to try it today. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I was at uh, I was at Tiger Brewing Company today, and you oh, know who wasn't there? What? Wasn't there? What do you mean? Wasn't there? He lives there. He wasn't at home. Wow. Okay, gone out. And I'd spent maybe ninety minutes there, and there was no Adam Shell there. Right. That's weird. Yeah. So I got to try the Adam beer, a little bit of the Adam beer out of the barrel. Oh, it's a really interesting beer. I bet it needs a little bit more time in the barrel, but it's a fair. really interesting beer. So I think I think I think it was the way in which you mashed in. I think probably uh, did the job there. I think hundred percent. I was yeah um, very responsible. For and the um, uh, I'm looking forward to that one. I won't be at the Adam beer launch because it's I know, on a plane. That's a <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I'll be mid-flight. Hopefully, I'll have internet on the fly on the plane so I can listen to the hottest one hundred. Mm. Um, but um, uh, that beer tastes pretty good. Anyway, you know who I did see on the way out when I was riding home on the scooter. I was like sitting at the lights at the end of Pentex Avenue. A different Adam Shell. About to no, about to turn right and go down whatever road that is towards um, Rock Lee. Okay. And and I'm sitting at the, that like disjointed intersection there at the end of Pentex Drive and wait for my turn at the lights. <clears throat> and this bloody car goes by with a guy head hanging out the window and his middle finger flipping me the bird. It was Adam Shell. No. Yeah. What? He was on his so way he was to there. Oh, he was on his oh, way there. Oh, come on. Oh, no way. Driving up from ballistic. <laughs> I thought I saw a photo that he posted of someone on a scooter. I was like, there's no way that's Hendo. That's me. That you. was me. That was Adam Shell. That's oh, my me. God. Okay, he that was, makes more sense. Like, he literally, he's sitting at the lights. He saw me. He goes, there's fucking Hendo. Takes the photo. Drives off. Drives past me. goes, eh. And I'm like, see you. <laughs> so oh, that's funny. funny. He's such a legend, eh? Nice. All right. Well, good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying it. And that's good. so it's going to be released on Hottest 100 Day at Hiker. Yep. And come it's not going to be a meetup. Come join Dan. Yeah, it'll just be me. But I'll join Dan. But um, that's going to be a good time. Uh oh. Speaking of Hiker, dude, Hiker's getting some press. Mm. Crafty Pint best Still shop keeps appearing in my slam. Facebook feed with the Crafty Pint thing. Wait, say that again. Bill Sharp keeps appearing from Hiker, keeps appearing yes. in my Facebook feed and all that sort of stuff. So exactly. uh, Queensland had a good beer. This is the, the article on Crafty Point about uh, the best beers of 2023, colon, Queensland by Mick Wast. And um, a great read, by the way, um, because, man, we've got a good scene up here. Yep. Um, good festivals. You know, I still haven't been to... Um, that one on the beach, crafted. Haven't been to that one yet. Oh, dude, that's the one. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'll go this year. And um, Brucon on the Gold Coast, which was excellent. And then we had um, or a couple of brewery closures, standout beers, Mouth Holiday, Bolter, Felon's Barrel Age beers, Heads of Noosa Black Japanese Lager, Helios Dionysus. I've got right here. That's my next beer. Um. Aether Biscoff Porter, which was the Gab's People's Choice. Yep. 
working title, continuing to do some pretty innovative stuff with uh, with yeast. Uh, and Breakthrough Brewery, Hiker Brewing Company. Nice. How good? Um, and I would also add on top of that, um, we with Queensland in particular, and probably Southeast Queensland, we've had a lot of good lager released this year, right? Which I've been highly impressed with, right? Yeah. Got this bloody Hiker Charlie's Creek El Nino Mexican lager thing. That, nice. that Dan brewed, which is, which I've already had, which is fucking outstanding. Um, we've had, um, um, you know, Felon's Crisp continues to impress. Um, uh, the the Baltus Cerveza, which I haven't had, which I would imagine is going to be pretty good. Um, Heads of Noosa, Japanese lager is amazing. The Newstead lagers that are being done this year have been phenomenal. Uh, the Newstead Japanese lager was excellent when I was there a few weeks ago, um, and and they continue to rotate their their lagers quarterly. I think maybe they're still doing that. Maybe not. Maybe they're just sticking with the Japanese lager. It's been great mm. that style. It's been great, and I've probably missed a few notable lagers there and that sort of thing. Um, probably add the um, the Maddock. Um, uh, you know, tradition technique lager, whatever that's called in there mm -hmm. as well, um, which is a, which is a cracking beer. What about the Holgate Cerveza? Did, did you enjoy that one? That was from 2014. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that one. So, yeah, it's been really good. And, you know, and, and, and we've, we've, we've got a climate that, that, that suits lager and actually having a lager dedicated festival as well, might I add, having Lager mm -hmm. Palooza yep. um, at yes. Felons. Which was also amazing. It's 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 like we've you know Southeast Queensland has become this this part of Australia that's got the weather for you know drinking lager and finally we've just cracked that old chestnut of um, making a good one and I'm really really happy about that. It makes sense. Speaking of felons and festivals, if you recall the. The dead wrong that I suffered on this program about felons and their barrel-aged beers, right, was probably probably the biggest dead wrong we've ever had. Fuck yeah. But last week on the program, we were talking about uh -huh. beer festivals, if yes. you recall, uh -huh. and you said there are no beer weeks left. Oh, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> Straight after. I stumbled after, across yeah. an article about Sydney Beer yeah. Week next year. Oh I yeah, no, I, got, I got the I got the DM. Oh, it's a dead wrong. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I could I probably could I could probably squirm my LA out of it and you know, no, actually there's nothing I can do. I was I think you just picked the L on the yeah. dead wrong. So there is Sydney Beer yeah. Week. It is coming back in 2024. Um I did <laughs> so far. I got dead wrong really badly on that one. Um and um Pete Anstey, who's one of the owners now of Sydney Beer Week, who runs um, Sweeney's uh, Pub in Sydney. Yep. Great pub. Go there. Go to the rooftop bar. Eat rooftop. chicken wings. The best. You can't, you can't go wrong. Um, and um, he he sort of DM me. He goes, "Hey man, <laughs> you forgot about me because and because when you posted the link in the in the Facebook group and um, 
Uh, and I went, shit, you're right. Because he and I had had a little bit of a faux pas uh, about maybe nearly 10 years ago now um, where I was with Brad Flowers. I don't know if you know Brad, Brad Flowers. He's like Sydney commission rep. I was looking after Brew Colt at the time. So I was in the back of a cab uh, during Sydney, Sydney Craft Beer Week going from one venue to the other with Pete and Brad Flowers. <laughs> and Pete runs whole group of pubs, right? And I happened to be in this other pub in the Sydney CBD, and I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head, right? And they were doing Francis Kenner vice beer off a beer engine, a beer, a hand pump. Nice. And I'm sitting in this taxi going, man, I don't know what the fuck is with this pub, but these dickheads are doing fucking Francis can advice beer off a beer engine, man. I just could post this on online and just slay them. And these these two boys knew exactly what was going on because it was his pub. Oh, and they just sit there silent, just chuckling at me and that sort of thing. I went, and I'm just like, and I was just like bitching about German vice beer being served off a hand pub, and they were just giggling. And I went, what's so fucking funny? And he just goes, that's my pub. <laughs> and I was like. And so that's been the the um the theme with Pete and I over the years. It's like it, and and that's what this was this week it was another Francis Canner off the hand pump. Moment. Nice. <laughs> well, I'm happy to end the year on a dead wrong for you because I've been carrying oh, the shit, load. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's fine. <laughs> right. We've got it, we've got a long list of uh, Hendo reacts. Oh, I would cool. probably go no volume because there's a bit of um copyright, copyright music strikeable music, but Right, you want to share your screen? Let's get and there's not many questions. Actually, there's only one question. So we'll wrap it up on Hendo Reaction, then we'll just do the okay, one question. So no sound. I would say no sound. Yeah. Radio. Can you see my screen? I can see it. Yep. Okay. Uh first one is Facebook. I can probably make the sound and you not hear it. Uh oh, yes, this is the um the Holgate from 2014, April 1st, 2014, where Holgate were going to come out with Holgate Hombre, uh, Mexican Lager. Oh, how the turntables now in oh, 2024, yeah. where we've got Mexican Lagers coming out the wazoo. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. So they put they put this out in 2014 as a piss take because... As an April Fool's joke. It's first April Fool's joke, yeah. Um, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's no longer an April's Fool's joke. Oh, that, that one, that one hurt. Um, uh, real. Okay, here we go. Facebook real. I'm going to play the volume. Yeah, no, don't do the volume. This is the one you don't want the volume on because no, I'm playing got... the volume. Oh, okay. So you can hear. Oh, so it, basically, it's it's actually playing land down under, and it's a whole yes. bunch of um AI generated images of Aussie guys with kangaroos on their t-shirt drinking beer. It says, oh it says make, make the most Aussie. make it craft beer. Yeah. Yeah. Make the most Aussie so craft let, beer drinker. So oh my beer god, beer. he's now he's got a six pack and tattoos. Give them more Australia and more craft beer. <laughs> Bring this give us the ultimate Australian craft beer and the purest. Oh my God. It's just tattoos <laughs> and Australiana and hats and more Australia. Oh my God. Giant glass, <laughs> big map of Australia. Isn't it funny how all the AI art looks the same? Oh my god, is oh, it throwing up? What's going on there? Uh, well. Impeccably thirsty. Yep, that's the <laughs> way. Look at those fucking oh my god. Yeah. It's, it's the so, first yeah. one is pretty accurate. Like that that it's, first it's one. It's actually, actually really, like... really accurate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. 
Uh, what have we got here? Oh, LinkedIn. Oh, getting about, are we, Dan? Yeah, you're going to like this one. You're going to love this one, Hendo. I know how much you all love right. BrewDog. James, so... James what? Uh, BrewDog. I can see your DMs there. You're getting spammed by all kinds of people. BrewDog's 2023 in numbers. Uh, we made 367 million cans of beer. We welcomed 16.7 million customers to our BrewDog bars. We were ranked in the top 100 companies to work for in the UK. Lost Lager is the UK's fastest growing beer, and we have 180% more customers buying this year than in 2022. 129 BrewDog bars, uh, including Gatwick, available in 57 countries. The number one imported craft beer in France, Italy, Sweden, Netherlands, Japan, Dubai, Spain, Ireland, Denmark, Switzerland, Finland, and Austria. Uh, purchase intent increased it. Second most loved beer brand behind Budweiser. 4.2 cans of Brewdog assault every second in UK grocery. Uh, Wingman is the number one best-selling craft beer in four-pack in UK supermarkets. Blackheart is already selling about 13.7% of Guinness's sales in UK grocery. That's a good number. Oh, yeah. Um, alcohol-free mixed six-pack, best-selling alcohol-free mixed six-pack in America. Busiest ever week for BrewDog bars with 3.54 million in sales. Last week. Uh, Bre- the busiest ever week, week for BrewDog bars. Last week. Yep. Well, it's Christmas. Everyone's drinking. That's fair. You ever been in the UK in, in silly season? Well, there have been 57 countries. There's 129 bars across Man, the world. Uh, uh, when I was living in London, holy shit balls. When when office workers in the UK go and go to Christmas parties, it's brutal. It's a fucking war zone, hey? You know, this uh, anyway, year, having having a business that doesn't have a Christmas party is a fucking joy. Yeah. I gave Brewdog everyone a beers. present and we're not having a party and it's awesome. That's right. Brewdog beers, chicken pizza? No. Okay. Brewdog beer sales have grown 82% from our Australian brewery. Fair enough. Uh, no, 227. 82% beer sales gross. from the Australian brewery. Is that not an interesting stat? Mm-hmm. Very interesting stat. I don't think they were doing much last year, though. But they're doing a lot now, which is good. Um, 227,000 equity punks that can't sell their shares. Um, new canning line at Brewdog H2 can fill 60,000 cans per hour. That's fast. Jesus Christ. What was yours? What was the one at Black Ops 2 doing, the new one? About 12, well, we 14,000, wasn't measured it? measured per hour. We measured per minute, I think. Per hour is how you do it, like how the pros yeah, do it. Yeah, once you get to that scale. Um, so, yeah, here's an interesting It's an interesting performance for the year. I mean, I put this here for a couple of reasons. One, because I know you don't like BrewDog, and I wanted to see what it was like for you to read out so all don't these like amazing BrewDog. statistics. But yeah. two... Like, like I've said on this podcast a couple of times before, n- not everyone, and it's not good news to anyone in this, the Australian scene, really, that BrewDog are doing well, but not everyone is doing badly. Some people are actually doing quite no. well, and those are pretty yes. fucking good highlights. There are some breweries in Australia that are doing well. There are some breweries around 100%. the place that are doing well. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. What's the next one? Instagram. What have we got here? Oh, this is the Young Henrys and their... Oh my God, this is an ABAC complaint. It's going to happen. Is it? Yeah, I wanted to ask oh, you this. Yeah. Yeah, someone's going to complain. 
So basically, it's two skateboarders going down a hill. Now, they're not drinking per se. No. But one of the skateboarders is standing on a skateboard with a box of Young Henry's on the skateboard. Then he's standing on the box of beer. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can see this become... If someone complained, it would probably get upheld, to be fair. Well, what would what would be the... We should bring up the guidelines and work out which part of it it's contravening because I, from memory, I can't think... Unless these guys are like... Young, I can't. Uh, think. It's associating. I would probably say it's something about associating buying buying alcohol, um, and doing sports or. I don't think there's anything about buying alcohol and sports. I think there's drinking alcohol in sports. So because they're not drinking it, they're not drinking it. Yeah, true. I mean, Tough let's one. be honest. It's probably not even a carton of beer. Uh, no, but it's. Representing a carton of beer, so right. hmm, interesting. Hmm. I would probably say we'll probably see it a subject of an ABAC complaint in the near future. That's fair. Oh, what the fuck is this? Twisting a Steiner beer around and whoa! Can you explain to me what okay. just happened? <laughs> That's going round, round her head. Twisting it, a wrist, that's just like, that's insane. Yeah. Twisting a sign of beer around her. She's holding it by the handle with her hand through the handle and she's twisted it like three or four times around her wrist and around her head without putting it down and then taking a sip out of it. It's impressive. I understand. Should we make this a challenge at the meetup we're having that you're not coming to? If you can do this, you yes. win like 50 bucks or something? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hendo React 6, HR6, another Instagram. HR6. Seven Hendo Reacts is a record for the most amount of Hendo Reacts. That's huge. Okay, wait. This, so, so, okay, this is this is my... This That's is the beach. This is my metaphor for the craft beer industry, okay? How I, paddle, on this how, I, how, how I paddle in my dream. So it's a guy who's gotten in like a canoe. All right, so this wave coming and, here is 2022. Yeah. That's 2022. Yep, he's going backwards and he's trying to go forwards. Oh, right. shit, there's a big wave coming. This wave coming is 2023. well. Oh, just got over it. Yeah, just got this over one it, coming yes. 2024. 2024. Okay. Yep. That's a big that wave. Oh, he's not gonna make this. it. That's oh I just bashed into the shore break. Oh, that's gonna hurt. Oh, the camera's pointing at the ground. Yeah, you reckon that's 2024, eh? Yes, sir. That's my prediction, unfortunately. Okay. Next one, TikTok. Oh, can I play the sound on this one? Yeah, you can do volume on this one. Yeah. Actually, you can share the sound. You can probably share the sound on this one. If you reshare the screen and do the, the sound share. All right. So here we go. Rewind. Full screen. Here we go. This is, this is a bottle of Jack, Jack Daniels, Daniels from 1978, and this is one we bought a few weeks ago. We're going to try these and find out if whiskey goes bad. Typically, <laughs> whiskey is not going to go bad. It may not be as potent as right. it once was. The flavors 1978 is a long fucking time ago. And light are really yeah. bad for whiskey. Now, okay. this bottle was bought at an estate sale, and it's been open for who knows how long. Now, Jack yeah, yeah. Daniels has changed what they release. So there's going to be some natural changes to the actual product itself. But we okay. should be able to tell if this right. is still... Pause. Pause. I'm going to refresh my...
Right, yeah. Give us, a, give us a prediction. What, what, what do you think? I can see that the colour of the two whiskies in the bottle are different. The one and the old one looks darker, which would be a sign of oxidation. Right, and not only is it old, it's also been open. I think he said for God knows yes, how long. Yes, that's right. So it's been exposed to oxygen as well. So you think? Wait, you just crack a beer there? Mm -hmm. Dion Dionysus. Dionysus. Just a little quick yeah. review on that. We get crazy. Uh, that's good. So where the um, hiker um, cloudscapes is more of a citrus tropical fruit. This is more of a sorry citrus. This is more of a mango melon kind of thing. Very good. Very very good. All right, we're ready. What am I looking for here? I want your prediction. What what's this? What's oh, the going what's to be going to taste like? Is it going to be disgusting? Is it going to be amazing? Is it going to be the same? Uh, or... I think he's going to like the old one. Oh, okay. All right. My memory with just a little good old-fashioned number seven here. And that very much tastes like Jack Daniels. Another. 1978 Jack Daniels. The flavors are kind of light and a little bit of rustiness from the oxidation. But if somebody just handed me that, I would just think it was a whiskey they had poured from something that they had just had. So this bottle, 100% has not gone bad. It is not yeah. as crisp and okay. as delicious as the Jack Daniels, although it smells a lot better. There you go. Jack Daniels will be here after the nuclear holocaust. Yeah, it's like the cockroach of drinks. That's it. Um, also, the one that of Zach Brown on the um, walking through the um, uh, walking through the the, the the pit lane. Oh, I saw that. Jack Daniels, yes. Jack Daniels, and Coca Cola. <laughs> Christmas jumper. <laughs> oh, did I not put that in there? I, I, I thought I'd put that in there. No, it's no, not I in forgot there. that. Oh, damn. Every time no. I see something that would be interesting for it, I save it in my notes. Yeah. And that's why I end up with like seven of them. But I did, I thought that one would be good. I saw that one. That was good. Yeah. I was like, um, maybe we should switch to McLaren next year. Uh, what do you reckon? Ah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Red Bull props. <laughs> No, no, no. As in, like, Ferrari has just been a letdown this year for me. Yeah, and so I think, and but, but, but McLaren has has truly impressed. And I was not an Oscar Piastri fan at the start of the year, and he's had a great rookie season. He's had a great rookie season. My, my, and now that Danny Rick's back in back back got a seat, I don't dislike Oscar Piastri so much. That's fair. He's good too. He's he he's actually he, really good. Remember he trolled the was it Alpine he was with that, yeah, that when, sort of yeah, announced, that's right. yeah. Yeah, and his mum is amazing on Twitter. You would love it because you love the F1 mm. driver's mums. Mm -hmm. Um Nicole, she's great. So I only yeah, love he, one. He, only love one mum, F1 right. mum. But I mean you don't hate Oscar's mum. She's funny on Twitter no. and she's an F1 driver's mum. Yeah. Um Rookie of the Year, he won. I mean the, I think he might have been the only rookie, maybe one other one, but yeah. I'm going to predict next year. The thing is, like, you can win Rookie of Good the Year. Good sponsors as well for McLaren. Yeah, well, yeah. That's with, with Jack Daniels, you know? Yeah. I, think I thought Dark Trace I, was a was a whiskey brand, though. Is it? What is it? What what brand? Dark Trace. It's on the rear wing. I don't know. Look it up right now. Dark Trace. What do you think it is? Well, let's talk about whiskey. I actually got given whiskey today. Cyber security. Oh, it's like a it's like a, a um, 
What's it called? VPN. Oh. I got given whiskey by one of our suppliers today, one of those little tasting ones. Not Jack Daniels, though. Right. So look at that. Look forward to, to Christmas. Speaking of things to look forward to, we have only one question this weekend, though. Right, yeah. It's from PK. Oh. oh, wait. Just as I said, there's another, there's another question in the group. Oh, no, that's a different thread. Um, The question is, what are three things you're looking forward to in 2024? Oh, that's a really good question. My 50th birthday. Oh, Jesus. That's. Um, are you going to yeah. turn up to that or are you just going to let everyone else celebrate? It's it's a high car. I'm going to get the ferry. You should ride a jet ski and just call in <laughs> from the jet ski. Uh, yeah, I should have um, invites out over the Christmas break, which I'm, I'm, I'm working on some. I'm making some moves for my 50th birthday. Nice. And I'm really looking forward to marking that milestone. And um, uh, because it's a big milestone, the old half century. Sure is. And I've, I, before I look forward to like 2024, 2023 has been a phenomenal year personally for me. It's just been a year of, you know, lots of highs and lows and lots of, life experience and lots of big life changes and all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, just some, just some big, big personal decisions were made this year that, 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 that a guy makes when they're approaching 50 years of age where you go, well, how the fuck am I going to live the rest of my life? You know, cause I'm closer to the end than I am to the start. Back nine. And, and so it's the back nine. Exactly. And so, you got to really make the most of it. And so um, I made a lot of decisions this year that really set myself up for that. And it's, 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 re it's been really liberating because it's more of a look towards the future than it is trying to hang on to the past. And, mm. um, and so to look towards the future for 2024. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't, really want for anything like i have all you know all, almost all the things that i want or need in life i i think and you know i've read some really good books this year i've read a lot of books this year i've read more books this year than i have in the last maybe five years combined right what else um, are you on planes you've been on a plane every fucking five and... minutes <laughs> that's where i read it's interesting <laughs> i listen to sense. podcasts I listen to podcasts in the car, but I don't drive because I've got a scooter. Yeah. The battery's flat again. Oh, shit. <laughs> I tried to start my car again. The fucking battery's flat. Um, but I listen, but I read on a plane and I have a lot of travel lined up for next year. Um uh, which I'm which I'm really looking forward to. Uh looking forward to my 50th. Looking forward to growing. Um, the Rockstar business, um, it's, it, you know, since signing up with, with Taki, um, has been amazing. I, I've barely scratched the surface of what's possible within the Rockstar business mm. and it's already moving in the right direction, um, which I'm really happy about. And I'm looking forward to taking some people on that journey with me. Um, and, uh, um, 
that's that's it. So it's, it's really funny. I just don't want for really material things because I kind of bought all of those things this year. Mm. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, like I I have the, the you know, the VFR, the motorbike. It's the bike that I've always wanted. Yeah. All right. I, I live in a nice uh, apartment that I that I renovated myself and it's painted in the best colour. And, um, you know, and I've got great friends and... Um, you know, talking shit with you once a week is good fun. And yeah, that's it. I just, it's just the simplicity of it all. I think I just, I've read, I just finished reading Mark Manson's, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, right? Because I know you know Mark Manson pretty well, don't you? Well, I used to know him. I, you know, I, he yeah. knows who I am. I know who he is, but he's become massively famous since I, mm. since I used to know him. Yeah. He's really interesting because he basically says in the book, you know, when, when, you know, he started living life, uh, living life in the breadth of all of the experiences that one could have, travelled to the most number of countries, mm. um, like, um, uh, you know, experienced the, the most number of things and then it becomes like the, and, the, and then he says life becomes like the Netflix thing where you can just, you've got this choice of just hundreds of movies and all right. really good ones, but because you've got so much choice, you pick nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, more and, choice does not lead to more happiness. No, exactly. And that's the the thing that I've sort of come to the realisation is I've had a pretty eclectic life and I have uh, had a lot of experiences and I'm looking forward to focusing on some of the things which I deem to be more important and going deeper on those things. Nice. And experiencing the depth of stuff. And I don't know what it is yet, but... There it is. Good. I'm happy for you, Heather. That's my 2024. That's, that's been What's a good yours? year for you. Um, well, b before I get to that, when you're down the coast next week, make sure we catch up, okay? Yes, okay. Because I will probably forget and you will probably forget. But if you go to Karumba and hit me up, I'll come with you or whatever. If you're coming okay. through this way, let me know. Because I'm right off. I haven't had a week off in – I don't even know if I've ever had a fucking week off. When, when, when does the coffee shop open back up again? On, on straight after New Year's or? The week after. Yeah, we're, we're going to be there on New Year's Day because the okay. Tuesday is full of deliveries. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I can improve that. I don't want to fucking bring the mood down. I've had a fucking awful year in so many ways. And and towards the end of last year, start of this year, the worst of my life in so many ways. But hmm. in – because – my in my head, all I think about all the time is my work. Yep, it's just the way my fucking head works. It's always yep. been like that, whether it's going well, whether it's going badly. It's just how my head works. Mm -hmm. And my work was taken away from me, you know, to, mm -hmm. at the start of this year. And yep. everything that I'd ever worked for just disappeared overnight. And um, I, I didn't take it well. Mm. And I've been enjoying these weekly calls too because, you know, it's been fun and I like talking about the industry. I like being part of the industry. But the reality mm. is I'm not part of the industry mm. Mm. and it's I have no involvement in the industry anymore and this mm. is what I've thought my entire future would be for me, my family, my kids and all of that. And it's been really, really hard. Um, but when I think about... Next year, I think about the things that are going well. And I think it's it's almost a similar thing to you said. It's like, well, what's happened this year has left me with fewer choices. <laughs> um, yeah. And in many, in many ways, that can be good. Like, you know, my relationship's going really well. 
Yep. My my kids are great. My yep. new business is great. Yeah. Your boat drive things, your boat driving skills not so much. Not so much. Um I've got things to look forward to again. Like, you know, like I, I had to get I had to sell my house, which was just soul destroying for me because it was a it was a symbol of everything I'd managed to achieve. Yep. Um and so next year I'm hoping to focus on those things. I don't know, maybe buy another house with Aaron. Mm -hmm. It'd be nice. Mm -hmm. And, cool. you know, hang out with the kids, be a good dad, rebrand the coffee business, turn it into something that's doing well, that represents what I believe in mm -hmm. and um, get over the fucking trauma that has been the last 18 months. Yeah. That was the other thing that Mark Manson said in, in that book. It was like the things that, that, that it's the negative experiences that, um, they're the things that really, you know, set you up to really sort of work out the things that you actually give a shit about. And yes, yeah, it's funny. And you yeah. reset, you reset too, and you kind of um, your reality changes, and therefore the way you think about things changes, and you get excited about things that would have bored you to tears in the past, and mm, and vice mm. versa, and you get a new sense of, um, you know, you you get less comfortable and when you get less comfortable, you're more motivated and mm. um, that can be good too. Mm. So yeah, it's going to be, did, you get, that, be did you get that water out of the boat? Not yet, but next week, oh. next week, that's why I want you to hit me up when you come down here because I'm planning out. Um, you want me to help you get the water out of the boat? Like, no, no, no. Every day we've got something planned. So okay, I need to know when you're coming down because otherwise I might have fucking some activity planned with the kids. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I'll let you know one of the days is a boating day, but it'll be full of kids. So, but we could do yeah. a, a, another boating day if you're free or just. Something you need else. to. You need to get the water out of the boat. No, I will. That's one of the because jobs. Because that, that that's rainwater. It's going to go stagnant. It's mm -hmm. probably stinky already. A lot of mosquitoes and midges around here. Yeah. In your boat. Yeah. Yep. That's a next week problem. Is it out the front of your house? Yeah. What Easy fix. Trying? Easy fix. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to everyone who's listened to this podcast. Yes, absolutely. Have a have a, a a great Christmas, a safe Christmas with friends and family. Uh hopefully Dan and I might cross paths with you in our travels over the uh Christmas break and that sort of thing. Um and if you see us around, just say hi. Uh and spend time with family and friends. It's important. And um yeah, and um, family's important. You know what else is important? My mum's dog that I dropped a grand on yesterday. She's got two Maltese Shih Tzus, Stella oh, and Ruby. Okay. And they're, they're, they're senior dogs, right? They're like 13 mm -hmm. years old, so they're pretty old. And Stella, who's the oldest one, got a tick behind her ear. Oh, no. Like paralysis tick, and she couldn't blink one of her eyes. And she couldn't oh. swallow and she had to wind up in hospital for the night. And mum's 81 and she's a pensioner and that sort of thing. She can't, those dogs are her world. And um, so, yeah, so I paid for the buddy dog to be in hospital for the night. If you Expensive. had asked me for advice in that situation, I would have said, go to the dog and say, blink if you're not okay. And when it didn't blink, just leave it alone. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't. Mum loves those dogs, and 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 oh, it's right. worth it. It's I, there's no there was no it was it's only money who gives a shit, you know, and um, 
I was just it was just funny that that's what it costs for a dog to be in hospital overnight oh, on a trip. Yeah. Dogs are <laughs> that dog's more in the back nine than you are. That, that, that dog's oh, yeah. in the, on the final hole. Uh, exactly. It, but, you know, worth it. Yeah. On that note. <laughs> See you next year. See you next year. Thank you, everyone.